Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Conversations is sponsored by PurePlanEssentials.com, Organic Aromatherapy. I'm your host, KG Styles. Please subscribe to my KG Styles channel so you never miss a show. On today's show, I'll be speaking with my guest, Angel Medium, Michelle Patterson, about how to talk with your angels. During the show, Michelle will do an overview reading for 2015. She will also stay on to take your questions at the end of the show. Michelle was an avowed skeptic when it came to angels and dismissed them as something made up to give false hope when life is tough and thought oracle cards were silly. Then Angel Gabriel came swooping in and nothing has been the same since that time in 2012. Though Michelle has been on a path of ascension, it was when the angels arrived that she got firmly committed to her path and delivering angel guidance to others. Michelle is also a writer and just finished her first book of the Matronia series inspired by Archangel Gabriel. Please join me in welcoming to the show Angel Medium Michelle Patterson. Welcome to the show Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's get right to it. Um, how, yeah. do, how do we talk with our angels? You know it's so funny every time somebody asks me that it just seems like second nature to me. I think you talk to the angels like you talk to a friend, but I think what people are really asking when they ask that is how do I hear the angels? And that's where we need to do a little work, right? So we need to first quiet our ego consciousness and we use meditation to do that just to get into a calm neutral space and you have to set an intention before you go into meditation to figure out which angels you want to get in touch with and why. And this, I think, especially if you're in that calm space, will help you uh, understand and differentiate between your own chattering mind and an angel actually coming through and giving you a message. So tell us a little more about that. How did you, how did you, you know, what, what is your method for connecting with angels? It's probably, like you say, just sort of an automatic thing at this point. It is now. Yeah, it wasn't at the time. Um, I actually, there are certain meditations that I really love. Diana Cooper, she was actually the first angel person I found even before Doreen Virtue. And um, she has these nice long meditations that are very meticulous in getting every part of your body calm. And for people who really aren't into meditation, these might be a little bit long, but I find that they're really helpful in, in getting all of the energy blocks sort of cleared away and getting you into that right space so that they can come in. And it was during those, actually, one of my big profound experiences with Gabriel where I could actually see him, and I don't really think of myself as being clairvoyant, but I could actually see him was during one of those meditations. So that's one thing that people can do. Just take, take your time in a meditation. Whichever one you choose, make sure you're really getting relaxed. Of course, you can use there's all kinds of tools if we want to get into that conversation, but crystals, you know, aura sprays, all those kinds of things as well. Okay, so you've been, uh, do you communicate regularly with your angels? Yeah, I talk to them. Actually, they chatter in my ear all the time. <laughs> so for me now, it, I don't even have to get into that meditative space to hear them. I'm kind of open now and especially if I'm having a hard day or something like that, they'll just whisper in my ear something I need to know or they'll put a sign in front of me. And once people sort of just awaken 
to the things that are already happening around them. The angels are always trying to talk to us. They're always trying to get our attention. We just need to know what we're looking for. <laughs> and that's really it. So one of the things I'm actually hearing now to mention is that a lot of times messages will come in threes because most people will dismiss that first message. So if you see something, a synchronicity, or whatever kind of sign in threes, pay attention to that and don't doubt it. That's the biggest thing because we love to just be like, oh, that was just a coincidence or, oh, that can't possibly be it. I'm not going down that road. And that might be the very thing that is an answer to your prayer. So um, I would imagine you also speak with, uh, you have spirit guides and the masters that you also communicate with. Is that right? Is that true? There's something very interesting about that. Yes, that is true. And actually, when I started my spiritual awakening, I started out with my spirit guides. And my guardian angels hadn't even come in yet. But it seems like at the end of 2012, when the archangels came in, uh, I don't know what it is about. I, I don't know if it's just like such a big energy. They seem to be the ones working with me the most right now. And really, my spirit guides they come in when I say, hey, I've missed you guys. Where are you? <laughs> and then the archangels just sort of step back and let the spirit guides come in. But they don't talk to me as regularly as the archangels, which mm -hmm. I find interesting and kind of odd. But Well, I, you know, that has been, you know, I, I work with ascended masters too, mm -hmm. as well as the angels. And yeah. um, I've noticed that the angels have gotten much louder. Uh, that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. They get very active and very buzzy, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The energies. How's the, how do you feel the energy? I mean, I'm just trying to give some things to people so that a lot of people are already communicating with their angels. They just don't yes. realize. Well, it. yeah, exactly. Well, those tingles that you get, that's one of the biggest ones. People are like, oh, I don't know what that is. If you've ever just been sitting there and all of a sudden you just like get the shivers or something like that, that could be them trying to poke you a little bit. I know I go through that when, uh, you know, just anything is happening and I need a little guidance. I'll feel like a tingling on my scalp, especially when I work with Raziel. And if anybody wants to experience that, call in Archangel Raziel. He'll give you the download in that way. It makes your scalp all tingly. But I'll feel a wave uh, of tingles over my body. Some people say that they feel heat come over their body or um, the cool breeze. We've heard that before, you know, the breeze on your cheek and, and what have you. So those are some of the signs that the angels are with you. But here's really something really wonderful and it's a really cool trick that everybody can just do very quickly. If everyone just closes their eyes and breathes and asks, you have to invite the angels in before they can come in, right? And just sit there for a moment. And again, if you're in that state of neutrality, you can literally feel them. You can feel if you, and this is the part where people dismiss things, right? So if you feel like a being is right next to you, you might be like, oh, I'm making that up. But it actually is an angel standing right next to you. And they're all around, especially the guardian angels, the fifth dimensional beings. They're here all the time. So. And you usually have more than one angel around you. Yes. <laughs> I usually have a, a big crowded house. Yes. I'm sorry? Yes. Yes. And so do you find, I mean, you, do you ever see angels around other people? I don't. Um, again, the clairvoyant thing for me isn't as strong. Mm -hmm. um, I will 
sense that there's a being, like especially guardian angels, because not too many people work with archangels, which I think is interesting. But, well, we can get into this later if you want. The archangels are here, um, all of them, for very good reason, and I think people just haven't caught up to that yet, or they think that archangels are so far beyond their, you know, our dimension that we can't work with them. So mm -hmm. more often than not, I'll feel someone's guardian angel, or it feels more like a party of angels. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to differentiate their angels from like mine. But um, I'm first and foremost, I think clairsentient, then clairaudient. So I might hear a little whispering of something about someone, and that's been tough trying to be a messenger for people, and sometimes whatever, things come through and I don't want to be the one to deliver that, but yeah, I definitely do sense and sometimes hear angels around people. Yeah. And it needs to be appropriate. Yeah, how you, how Say that again? It needs to be appropriate the way you uh, deliver. You, know, you can deliver a message without saying it's from your angel. <laughs> you <laughs> and I've done that. I've done that. I've been like, you know, did you ever think about maybe trying this, this, and this, or whatever? <laughs> Just thinking, maybe, possibly. Uh, you ever see, like, points of light, you know, sparks of light, colored light, or... Yes, yes. Uh, that's a very good point, and thank you for that. Actually, I saw a bunch of sparks go by right before we began, and <laughs> here's a funny thing. You will often find them, or some people will see them in the shower, which is really bizarre, but I think it has something to do with the water cleansing you. You're in the cleansing process. You're a little bit more open. I see sparks in the shower all the time, but yes, I see. I'll see sparks. Um, I will see like streaks sometimes, and I don't know if that's like an orb going by. Again, my clairvoyant thing is. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. <laughs> like, yeah, very clairaudient. I mean, Gabriel works with people who are writers, clairaudient. Yeah. You know, they're messengers. Yes. So you're more clairaudient. Raziel the yeah. same. I think Raziel also works with people with. Uh, you know, who are here to communicate and deliver messages. Yeah, yeah. I, I love coming across people when they can actually see it, because I'm like, oh, that's cool. What are you seeing? <laughs> Tell me, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not with the physical eyes that you right. see. That was your experience. What you, you know, it's a, it's like a shift. Yeah. It's like a shift in the way you usually see. It's kind of like if you looked at a one of those 3D paintings, you have to kind of shift your perception yeah. so you can pick up on the other image that's within the image. Right, so exactly. That's probably a good way of... So what is the difference between uh, like an angel reading like you do and a typical psychic reading? Well, a psychic reading, the way I think most people understand it, uh, you know, they try, they take a time stamp on your current energy and they give you a probability based on your choices, your experience, and you know they try to give you some sort of trajectory, right? The angels sometimes will give you a prediction, I find, but more often than not, they won't. They want to just give you the soul guidance so that you figure it out on your own. And they will give you certain things to be cautious about uh, and certain things that maybe you want to pay more attention to. But it is like the parent trying to get the kid to learn their own lessons. They don't want to rob anybody of their karma because, as we know, if you don't learn your lesson, it's going to cycle back and be ten times worse to get through next time. <laughs> and they also don't want to rob people of these beautiful epiphanies that come from 
your soul growth and opening up and and these sorts of things so I always say the angels will give you the study guide but they won't give you the answers to the test you know that's really up to you to figure that out so during a reading with well, at least the way I approach it I'm literally just sitting there and waiting for them to push something through me or <laughs> tell me something and then I'm it, like you said, trying to be nice about it, or because I'm not like to soften it for the person, but people really want all the answers to the test. They really want that. I think sometimes they don't realize that when you come from it for an angel reading, they're not going to give that to you. They're going to tell you how you can create your own future and create the outcome that you want that is still in alignment with your soul's growth and with your soul's contract. If, if that makes sense, I don't know if I'm making sense. So, well, for me, you know, I love listening to readings because Thank I always lots of because it tunes me in. It tunes me in to my intuition so that I get messages. You know, you're saying, but I'm actually getting a message. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something else going on that is triggered through your. And to me, those are the best readers, the most mediums, the most you know, because they are really being a pure enough channel so that lots of messages can get delivered to a wide number of people who are listening. Yes. Uh, Doreen Virtue is like that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I listen to one of her, uh, you know, readings, you know, I always, you know, I, I seldom don't get a message that's personally for me whenever I listen to you or Doreen. Oh, that's great. That really, that really speaks to me if I know, you know, if I'm feeling a little bit blocked myself because it's much easier to read for someone else than. Oh, yeah. So, um, especially if you're really, you're up leveling, you're upgrading, and you're, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of resistance with your, in the ascension process, whatever you want to call that. You know, you're dropping a lot of that, the, that lower egoic you know, feel that has been influencing you and it, it wants to keep influencing you and having control over you. And so exactly. it can be very heavy and just a lot of resistance with your being able to move, keep up, up leveling and, and increasing the resonance of your vibration and frequency. So, you know, really hanging around people who do, I think, angel readings like you, Michelle, or communities of people who will influence you to raise your vibration. Just being around those, I think, is very helpful. You know, I, I find very, I feel very blessed that I get to do the work I do because it does help me with continuing to do that ascension process. Do you find that to be the case for yourself? Yeah, I don't think I would have been able to even get through all of this. Well, let's go back to the whole it's easier to read for somebody else than for yourself. I absolutely agree with you because we're going through our own ascension process. There are times within your own energy you might be in a bit of distortion because there's that place of in between before you get to the next level. And in a more simplistic way that I would say it is I like to be cared for too. <laughs> like, I want to shut down and let someone just tell me what they're thinking and feeling and also when we're trying to give, of course you can get guidance for yourself. That's what we're trying to teach everybody through the angels. You can absolutely get your own guidance. But, you know, sometimes you can have an emotional attachment to the outcome and misread the guidance that's coming through. I've made that mistake 
myself many, many, many times <laughs> where I wanted it to be this, and so I took something, misinterpreted it for myself, and you know, and I'm also a little sloppier trying to do card readings for myself. I don't know if other people are like that, but <laughs> on other people and tuning into that energy because there is because I am not them. There's the sense of detachment, right? So I'm able to see things that they've become numb to, but as I say, you can't tickle yourself all the time, right? So like you might be numb to the guidance that's coming through. So you know, it's one of those things. We'll get better at it as time goes by, I'm sure, but. Yes, definitely. As far as leaning on others for help with ascension, oh yes. It. I don't know what I would do if I had to take who I am right now and go back to my old life. It just, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. And having people who, like you say, are on a path as well and they're going through the same struggle, it means everything. You know, yeah. they can understand you. Yes. Yeah. yes. So what's the biggest misconception people have of you as an angel medium, Michelle? that I sit around oh, I'm sorry are you still talking I can't yep. hear no I'm I finished oh, okay <laughs> sorry oh Google hangout <laughs> um, biggest misconception is that I'm perfect and that I don't get angry and that I don't get irritated and that I'm like basically I guess just like levitating around the room I barely understand what's happening when it happens right so I in a lot of ways I'm like learning as other people are learning. So as that's filtering through me, if you've watched any of my card readings, sometimes a message will come out and I'll be like, whoa, <laughs> that was great. Wow, that was, I get that now too. So people think that, yeah, you're going to be a pushover too. Let's add that one in there. And you're a Scorpio too, aren't you? Yes. Yes, the, the master birthday, 11-11. Um, you know, we are not equipped to be pushovers, we are here to um, say the truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I came in with the blueprint that I have. And if people saw my chart, they would probably be like, whoa, you know, like it's like super stellium Scorpio all over the place. So I'm not for letting people just be negative and let it slide. So that's another, I think that's a different thing than some other people in the spirituality community. Like they really try to do that thing where they rise above. And I wish I could. I wish, there are certain times I just want to walk away and be like, you know what? But I'll feel the push. I'll feel the push to come back and not necessarily spar with somebody, but to stand and set a boundary and be like, I see you and I don't like it. You know, change the energy, turn it around. We're like the front line people, I think, sometimes, <laughs> because that's really uncomfortable for me, too. And I think that might confuse people. And I'm just thinking of the example of like negative comments on a YouTube video. You know, I won't always let that go. I, I want to point out to them what's going on there. I try to be as cool about it as I can be and still speak in their language so they get it. But uh, yeah, that's, you know, Thinking that I'm just always going to back down and be a pushover, that's one misconception. Thinking that I never swear, I never have a drink, <laughs> like I'm a human being, absolutely human. So, Well, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, you, know, to hear, you know, I think that a lot of people do have that misconception that you're somehow not quite human, you know, if you're on a spiritual path, but um, right, right. You, have, you have things that, you know, and that you are on the leading edge, and so you are sort of 
you know, at least myself, I kind of get the blast of energy coming through before other people do. You know, I feel what's coming in, you know. And right yeah. now we're in a very intense window of time. We've just gotten through this six exact square between Uranus and Pluto. Um, we're in a quite of intense, you know, we're coming into the uh, solstice, winter in the uh, north and uh, summer in the south and there are just some variants. Saturn's about to go over into uh, Sagittarius after being in um, Scorpio yes. for two and a half years. And that's, you know, it's kind of like got this whip on its tail. And Uranus is about to go direct. And so, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's up. And uh, so it, it's, you know, it's all good, but it can yeah. feel very intense. It can be like just a blast of this energy that's coming on the planet to really mm -hmm. help raise the vibration. I mean, that's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. So as what I've found is it's raised the vibration is that all the weak character flaws, all the weaknesses, all the cracks, everything comes up for yep. healing and for integration. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a process. You know, it's a process that you go through. And I just, I'm just so grateful for people like yourself who are doing this work to, to help people navigate, you know, through this uh, turbulent, this really turbulent times that we're in. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the book you're working on and how did the angels influence that work? That came directly from Gabriel and it was I was <laughs> I used the term I was pushed into it. Now I had always been a writer. I tried to write other books and I was walking home one day from the subway and Gabriel was trying to get my attention, gave me all these signs, and when I finally paid attention. Gabriel, I always say, had to like beat me over the head with it because like you said at the beginning, I didn't believe in that stuff. I'd be the first one to dismiss it. And what he was telling me was that I had to basically have one foot in 3D, one foot in 5D, and let people know that it's safe to go from here to here. So in my ascension goals, you probably won't find me. I'll be like the last one to hop on into complete 5D right because I'm supposed to be helping people so through this work it has to be a trilogy it has to be three uh, he was pouring into me and saying you know it has to be this character I started a free write on this character before but he told me that they, I was gonna write this trilogy to go home and just start writing but here's the thing I wasn't allowed to use a computer at first I had to do it longhand and I just kinda of followed his instruction got into that space of neutrality and it was sort of auto writing sort mm -hmm. of I mean I was still very present it's my turn of phrase they're my words but the inspiration and the push was coming from Gabriel being right there uh, and it was coming out of me so quickly that I couldn't do just regular sheets of paper I went to index cards and I sort of did it in a Bokov style as I say <laughs> where I was just sketching out ideas just to capture it all because it was flowing out of me that fast and the whole story is about a life getting wiped away and having to start fresh and having no choice to go back to the past and opening up to your gifts and what you're really here to do. And every one of us in some way is here in our own way to serve humanity. So let me go back to when people talk to the angels. One of the first things that you want to do, ask how may I serve? What am I doing here? What do you want me to do? 
I'm open, I'm here, let's do it. Give me the download. So that's kind of the, the thing in the book and kind of what this character Matronia goes through, her own awakening and coming to terms with her purpose when she finds it because it's kind of a weird purpose. <laughs> what is her purpose? You want it? You want the whole thing? Okay. Well, she's a soul collector. You know, some we're coming up uh, kind of towards the end of the show, uh, mm -hmm. so I would love to know, but maybe it's good now to go into the angel reading uh, sure. for the review of 2015. Sure. I'm going to pull out the Angel Feather Oracle deck. I really like this deck. It's by Michelle Newton. It has some element of color therapy going on with it too. So if everyone who is participating can just close their eyes and take a deep breath and let's all get centered here for a moment and let's focus our intention on 2015 and what the angels want us to know. The first thing that's coming through before I even pull cards, they want the archangels want you to know that they're here for good reason and that's because they are watching what's going on and they want everyone to know that they won't let it go too far. That's why they're here. And if you are called to open up to the angels and hear what they have to say, don't be surprised if they put you on a bit of an angelic mission. It doesn't have to be terribly overt. It could just be how you can contribute. That's why it's important to ask, how may I serve? Okay. Here we go. First card up. Crimson Angel Feather, Innate Creative Talents. The angels are here to reinforce to you that you have natural creative talents and skills which need to be unleashed or further developed. Isn't that funny? I don't know if we can see it off the lights here, but um, creativity, that's tapping into the soul's voice. And what we were just saying before we pulled cards, it's a call to action for everybody, right? So everybody has to get in touch with their soul's voice figure out what your contribution is to this world and do it. Okay, 2015 is a big culmination year. So 2012 into 2015, that feels like a, like sort of a, I've said this to other people, a first hunk of ascension. It's sort of a test run year. So the life that you've built over 2013 and 2014, now you're seeing, like you said, where the cracks, where, what still needs to be fixed and you know more of that's going to be coming to the surface for a lot of people. You can flow through this by coming from a place of higher wisdom and going, well, thank you for showing me that. Now I can do something about it. But if you're in the lower energy and you want to just, you know, cry about your fate, you know, the angels, those people are the ones we're going to have to swoop back and get <laughs> later on. Okay. Do you agree four cards? Is that that's, good enough? That's perfect. Okay. Next what we have is Peach Angel Feather, Secret Desire. The angels are aware of your innermost desires and dreams. Hand them over for safe keeping. This card is a huge message to get out of your own way. Sorry, I don't know if you can see that. To get out of your own way, they know what you want. They've heard your prayers. They're sending you the answers. That's for every single person that's watching live and anyone that listens to this later on, they're sending you the answers. Again, do not dismiss So, whatever's coming to you. So if you're asking for your soulmate, let's say, and someone comes along who doesn't seem like soulmate material, maybe you're supposed to be with that person for a little bit to learn things about yourself to get you to that vibration so you can be a match for a soulmate. All right, 2015, don't dismiss what they're flowing to you, okay? 
All right. Royal Blue Angel Feather, Chosen Path Found. Before I even get into this, this card is all about what we were just talking about. The angels are here. They're, they're looking for volunteers <laughs> to help out on the earth plane. So if you're open to it, you can absolutely communicate with them, and they will give you a job to do. Okay, the ascended masters work that way as well. If you want, if they're coming to you and give you something to do, the angels would like to reassure you that you have definitely found your chosen path. Congrat, excuse me, congratulations, you are on the right track. So if you are feeling lost, 2015 is where you finally get very centered and right, like, like everything kind of all these parts come and zoom right in. All right. So that's good for a lot of people. And the final one we have, Purple Angel Feather, Channel Divine Grace. The angels acknowledge that you have an intense psychic ability and call upon you for spiritual service and visionary leadership within the world. I don't think I have to say much more. That's more of a validation card than anything that is in accordance with that uh, message from the top of the reading. So time to get to work. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So, thank you so much for doing that. I really enjoyed it, and I hope everybody else did too. So, before so we welcome. open to doing a live chat with people to ask questions, maybe you can let people know how to get in touch with you and schedule a personal reading. Oh, sure. You can just go to the services page on my website. It's www.angelsouls444. Dot com. Don't forget to go to the actual services tab. That's where all the reading information is. Okay. So, all right. So, are you ready to chat with people? I hope people are sure. still out there ready to chat with us. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I think I... <laughs> all the Scorpios. I love it. <laughs> Do you see the chat box up there? I'm trying to find. I do. Can you click on the chat box? There's no chat box online anymore. Uh, you click on. Do you have one? Oh, I have one open. Yeah. Basically, they're saying so many Scorpios. Awesome. November 10th here, Michelle. You are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Much love. There's a lot of Scorpios here. Okay. It's also well, Moon Scorpio. Well, do a Q can we do a Q and A? I wanted people to be able to ask you questions. Okay. So is that I can I I can see the questions. So let me see here. Okay. How do I how do I see questions? I don't see anything. Where's if you mine? just <laughs> if you put your cursor all the way to the left, does it bring the yeah. box out? Yes. So if I just click on Q and A. Okay. Great. Click on chat. Yay. Try that once. Okay. And then we're there. Okay. Open. <laughs> Okay, so okay. Let me see I think you can just enter your, your. I think there's a window down there to enter a chat message if anybody has a question. Uh, there's one right here. Should, should I just jump in? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, oh, where'd it go? <laughs> oh, dear. Hold on one second. Coming back. Oh, here we go. Um, this looks like it's, I think it's from Carol Glasner. Uh, I saw numbers 1111 often over two years. 444 has shown itself recently. Uh, my gut says these are absolutely real. 
555. Okay, so this is a very typical way that the angels get in touch with, with us. And thank you guys. I'm sorry, I totally forgot to talk about repeating numbers. That's one of the first ways that angels try to get your attention. And actually, when we were doing this reading, or the, not the reading, but just this whole chat, I looked up and it was 444. So 1111, I think, is typically... From my experience, what I hear people see first. And in my mind, that's a call to ascension. And that's sort of the angels going, come on, come on, honey, wake up. <laughs> it's time to get on a path. And you might not jump in with angels right away. You might start just with whatever practice works for you and getting your energy open. But that's a call to ascension. Oh, gosh, do we have to go through the whole thing? 444 is, uh, let's see, that's the angels being with you. That's part of my whole... Uh, thing and 555 is big change coming and I don't know what the other number was it got lost down here in the shuffle 222 is balance it's asking you to balance your life so you know it's cool when we see these things but again ask for them in threes because you don't want to be reading too much into something you're gonna drive yourself crazy <laughs> you know but if you like I've had times where I've seen 444 and I literally look over here and I see 444 and then I look up here and there's 444 they might give it to you pretty quickly so, yeah, and I think also, at least for me, is just there's like this aha that comes on. It's like you just it, somehow the dot gets connected, and it and it just speaks to you like you like if you turn on the radio and it's saying a particular thing or a particular song or something. It just you know something about it. Do things sometimes just light up for you? Like there's this aha where you know you're supposed to be paying attention or You'll be reading something, and it's just it somehow is lit up for you, so that it's seems like it's meant for you. Or do you get anything? absolutely, absolutely? One of the the feeling that I get is just sort of like aw, <laughs> like it's this nice relief moment. It's this moment of pure peace that you know, in a chaotic day, it's just somebody plugged me in, and I just got recharged a little bit. I remember I ordered a what is it, Oralite 21 crystal, and it came, and the woman had wrapped it in newspaper, and when I pulled it out of the box, the thing that was, the line that just jumped out at me was something about angels, and it was newsprint, so it was kind of a weird, angel is kind of a weird word to have in a news story, and it was right there, right on top, I mean, beautiful little moments like that, that definitely made me smile and kind of go, Oh, but nice, nice, warm, just sort of feeling over my body and a sense of peace. Okay. Are there any other um, chats? I. That's another thing. Yes. My my chat isn't uh, doing anything, so I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Lots. We Did can you? we can run right here. That's no problem. We have uh, Qu quiet storms. Oh six. How can we separate our ego? inner voice from the angel chatter beautiful question thank you for that that's why it's very important at least when you're starting out to get into the space of neutrality through meditation because it actually literally puts that big ferocious ego consciousness to sleep okay the other thing that's a very helpful thing is to ask before you even get started remember you're going to set your intention you're going to ask your questions but you can ask Archangel Michael to come in and shield you this is important, especially if you're going to open yourself up to messages, because the fourth dimensional beings, those people who have crossed over, they're just like us, except they don't have a physical body. You could pick up their chatter as well. So, aha, there's another thing. So it's not just, you know, like 
your ego and then you know the angels trying to get through there's that other dimension in between that you could be picking up their frequencies so to speak so if you ask for that shielding and you ask for only pure angel messages to come through you can quiet down that ego brain and hear the angel message now when you're just going about your day it's very easy you might hear a message and you go was that me or was that the angels this is all you gotta do like for me, it's usually Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel, was that you? Yes. And it'll come just that fast. Yes. Archangel, Archangel Gabriel, was that you? No. <laughs> you know, just ask them and they will affirm it for you. And especially if you think that it's some other being that's chatting with you, you can say, are you a being of love and light? If they're not, they go away. Just mm -hmm. the very, and you won't have that if you're dealing with the angels too much. That's people who want to like dip into, um, I don't know, really deal with fourth dimensional beings or something like that, but that you just invoking love and light, you know, it shields you. So there's that. Go ahead, T. Jones. What what is your question? If you're still here, all it says is I have a question. <laughs> what are ascended masters? KJ, you want to take that one? Uh, well, for me, um, ascended masters are all beings that have lived on the earth plane at one time and they ascended like Jesus the Christ or Buddha are two ascended masters uh, there have been quite a number of ascended masters Mother Mary is considered an ascended master people who have achieved you know their spiritual enlightenment and spiritual enlightenment is is something uh, a lot of people think that it's a state of being that you get to and then you maintain but it's while you're in a physical body you still have to deal with the 3D and continue, at least this is in my experience and from what I've read about uh, the Master Jesus and Buddha, is that it was something they had to be enlightened each moment through a practice, you know, that they had a spiritual practice and they were able to, you know, be enlightened in each moment. And then when they actually uh, disincarnated, left this plane, then they had their ascent went into an ascension process where they became an ascended master I think the thing with ascended masters is sometimes they can be at least for me they've been sort of a go-between with me working even more with the angels because um, they've been a bridge for me to really work more with directly with the angels um, because they have had a 3D experience and the angels never, I think there are only two, Sandalphon and Metatron and Sandalphon were the two mm -hmm. that actually had incarnations in a physical form. But most angels don't know that experience. And so I think right. it just helps when you're in the ascension process uh, to, for me, it helped to work with ascended masters. Uh, Jesus is one of the main ones that came to me and wanted to work with me, and I've worked with him. I've also worked with Mother Mary a lot, and also Mary Magdalene. Uh, and they just they just help me, you know, because with, with the ego, the ego will get you coming and going, so that if it can't get you one way, it'll get you another way, you know, so right. that it, it just tries to beat you down so that you don't keep, you know, in that process of ascending, but you you just become more committed and you become more determined and you persevere, and um, you know I think it's important that people understand that. You know, it's a, it's a practice. It's 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 not 
like you're going to just suddenly be a perfected being. You know, it's um, you know, you're going to still be working with the lower. You know, you're going to have to ascend. You know, you're going to have to work with the shadow. And I think people who are committed to working with the shadow, uh, that is what we need most of all right now is helping. You know, with integrating the shadow aspects of ourselves and coming to terms with that. I mean, that's great work. Any any one of the individuals on today, you know, to to be commit yourself to just owning your own shadow and going through that process. It's uh, that just really helps with the whole lightening the whole world karma. I, you know, that's one way. You know, it's just this karma is like the cause and effect, the patterns we've been playing out all these years, and we're having a, a, a new dispensation come in when we're clearing and we're getting ready. You know, we're at the beginnings of a whole new uh, period when a whole whole new patterns are set into motion. Is that the way you see it, Michelle? Or absolutely, you... absolutely, the game is changing. So, uh, you know. I'm going to hook on to that last thing you said. It's so brilliant. Yes, things. it's a different game now. And people who aren't catching up very quickly, you're going to see that the skeptics are going to start looking like the ones who are very close-minded <laughs> and like they haven't caught up with the rest of us. So I, that's the way I kind of see it going. But I wanted to add on to the Ascended Master thing. You know, we human beings here on the Earth plane, we are equipped with that ego consciousness. It's there by design. And the Ascended Masters who incarnated and took on a human form, they were able to ascend through their negative experiences. So this, this really goes into this whole syndrome that's going on in the spirituality community where people want to do this fake positivity. And it's ingenuine. It's not doing you any favors. And it's not helping you to, like you say, you know, work through your shadows and do the shadow work. Uh, you don't ascend by just skipping through the streets and singing and saying, I'm pretending like everything's okay. <laughs> no, you're here to learn. And actually, I think people who don't face the, the dark side of things, if they don't face the negative sides, side of things, you'll have to come back and do it again. I really believe that. Unless something God's got some plan for the earth and we're just going to like poof into another dimension and we're done. But, you know, it, I just think it's very... Just like the Ascended Masters, they got there by going through their negative experiences. So don't deny what you're feeling. Don't deny if you get angry. Don't think, oh, I'm wrong for feeling angry. I'm going to be positive. Yes. That's yeah. not helping you. you got to be authentic. One of the ways the ego gets at you, you're a bad person. Yep. Not a wrong, you know, and so it's really getting over judgment. Yes. And being hard on ourselves, because I I find that most people are hard on themselves first, and then they start this projection thing onto other people, and that's where the whole thing starts just tumbling down the hill and running away from us. <laughs> All right. So, are there any other um, any other questions or? Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, hello from England. Hello. Uh, I would like to know if the angels can give people messages from loved ones that have passed. This is by Carolyn Foster. Uh, my experience, I work with the angels a little bit differently. I don't, I, when I'm giving somebody a message, I want it to purely be from the angels. So again, I shield myself and I ask to be blocked from fourth dimensional beings. So, more often than not, when I 
and I'm just speaking from my experience, KJ, you can probably speak to this as well, but in my experience, what I ask is that if somebody does need to come through, if it's really for the grieving person's highest good, okay, or, you know, whatever, whoever lost the person, they're still in 3D, if it's for their highest good to hear a message, their guardian angels will bring them through. On rare occasion, you know, they'll let that person come in and even speak to me. But they're flanked by their guardian angels, and I have my guardian angels as well. They do their thing, I pass off the message, and then they go. Um, but sometimes the angels will actually say, it's not going to do you any good, because it's going to crack open that person's pain even more. And, you know, and every situation is different. And remember, when these people go to the other side, they're doing stuff. Right? They, they got learning that it's not like they just hang around wait for us to pull them in. <laughs> That'd be cool, but no. So either they're busy or it's not in that person's best interest to hear any messages. If they want to know if their loved ones are okay, the answer is yes. If the angels are here and they're feeding that through, it's more often than not yes. So that's my take on it. I don't know, KG, if you want to jump in here too. Um, well, I, I do communicate. I'm, I'm in close communication with, uh, I've worked a lot with my um, ancestral lineage. So, um, you know, I ha that's mostly how I've communicated, but I do get messages for people sometimes. But usually it feels like it's very protected and overlighted, like you're saying. Like I think there must be, even though I, I can feel there's protection around it. So um, mm -hmm. I yes. think that. You know, it's with a really highest intention of why you're, you know, why you're making the contact and that it will serve yes. a, high, a high purpose. It will be helpful. Yes. Confirmed. So. Not something that's helping you wallow in the pain. Exactly. It's not just an entertainment value or whatever. Oh, people, oh, I, got, oh, I could do a whole other thing on people doing it for entertainment value. I just want to be like, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Um, we have two really great questions here. Can I go ahead and pop them both out there and answer them quickly? Please. Okay. The first one is, I can't really see this, Fofo. Uh, can angels or spirit guides know our future events? That's question one. The second one is from Andrea Kasha. What about earth angels? How do you know if you are one? And if you are, are the karmic laws, do karmic laws still apply to you? How does all this work? So let's start with that first one. Angels or spirit guides know our future events. It's like someone sitting there watching you drive behind the wheel and kind of going, okay, don't go down that road. I'm telling you, just turn the wheel. Just turn the wheel just a little bit. They can't really tell you what's going to happen in the future because you're the co-creator of your own life. So you can do all kinds of stuff. But what they're going to do is keep, like I said, if they see you're going down a certain path and they see where you're heading, they're going to nudge you to make a different choice. Right? So in some sense, they, I, well, I'm saying they can't, but I, I guess the more appropriate thing to say is they won't tell you. I, I could say something else about that. People don't know how to use that information when they know too much about their future. They end up, they end up not working towards yeah. it. They get off path. It, it really messes them up. I mean, so I the angels don't want to do that. Conclusion. Yes. We live in yes. free, free will, so yeah. Absolutely. Parallel realities just right there beside us. So with that little bit of a shift, you know, things could go, go totally different for you. Exactly. That's exactly it. Okay, so what about earth angels? How do you know if you are one? 
I feel like that's a Doreen Virtue thing. Is she the one that kind of coined that or at least made it popular? Um, I, I have something I want to say about that, and I hope you all can hang with me here because I, I don't mean it in a negative way, but I feel like people are using that label to feel like they're above other people or to feel like they're special, <laughs> you know, especially with, like, um, energetic archetypes. A lot of people keep thinking I'm an incarnated angel. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I am on angelic mission. I've gotten my orders, so to speak. They've asked me to help, and I've jumped in to help. Earth angels is an earth angel is to me somebody who is doing good in the world. You are just taking that angelic energy. You're feeding it through your physical vessel, and you're just doing whatever you can to help people. All right, so it's not something that you're born into. It doesn't mean that you have like the finger of God on your forehead, like you are an earth angel. You know, you can become an earth angel right now just by being kind to somebody. At least that's how I sort of see it. So, all right, I'm just looking. Uh, okay, uh, this is by Andrea Luna. I work with kids, and I'm learning to work gui guided by angels. For that work, kids, creativity, soul power, Metatron, and Gabriel. Gabriel's more well. Gabriel's all about the creativity, okay? Um, and he watches over babies, okay, and conception and all that kind of stuff. Metatron is all about, especially if you have higher vibrational children that you work with. So these are the indigos, the crystals, the rainbow children. Uh, they might be showing signs of like autism or hyperactiveness or something like that. If you're working with those kids, Metatron can absolutely help watch over them. Metatron is also about the sacred geometry, so it doesn't hurt to pull some of those in, you know, that can be incorporated into toys, <laughs> you know, and those kinds of things. And I'm actually feeling right now that if you can, some, I don't know how you would do this, but somehow incorporate sacred geometry into the toys that the kids play with or the creative games that they do, this will actually, for these kinds of kids, make them feel at home and make them feel connected. So, let's see. That's great. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? Do you have any other suggestions? Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. So okay. I think. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is okay. T. Jones. I believe one of my angels' name is Tabitha. I sat and asked. Ah, I sat and asked <laughs> for the name one day, and the name popped into my head. Here's my guided answer to that. This has come through previously. When I first got in touch with Alzekia, um, who is my one of my guardian angels, when I first met her, she came in with Gabriel, and I said, what is your name? She said, name me. I'm like, no, what's your name? Name me. And Gabriel finally told her, it's okay, go ahead. And there was this whole process of her, like, I don't know, really know what was going on. It almost felt like she was slowing down her vibration. And this sound that I can't describe, started slowing down and slowly it turned into music, okay? Like this very beautiful music. And then it turned into a word that was sort of being sung. And it was very fragmented and kind of spiking all over the place, but the best I could make out of it was Ezekiah. That's the closest thing in any sort of human language that I could come to for her name. But then it was kind of explained to me later, you know, she would have been fine if you just named her Allison. You know, so if you hear a name pop into your head, go with it. You might have agreed before you incarnated, I will be known to you as Tabitha, you know, or 
maybe you've worked together in previous lifetimes or something like that but if you happen to do one of those things like I did and your angel comes in and says name me just give them a name don't put them through the torture I think I put my poor angel through like having to slow everything down and figure that out so yes if that's what you feel like your angels name is don't doubt it right you don't want to assign extra meaning to that right. okay is that has that been your experience KG with your guardian angels? When you were talking about that, I used to be in communication with my son's angels and him before he incarnated. And I had a similar experience oh. with hearing bells and music and the, you know, so it reminded yep. me of that experience. Yeah. And it started out as like a sound I had never heard before. Mm -hmm. And then it just, as it slowed down, it started to become more recognizable as some sort of music. But... It was awesome. Well, <laughs> very you cool just not, don't even have the auditory capacity for being able to hear what it sounds like in other dimensions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so you're trying uh, to translate it, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Hi, Michelle. I can feel my angel, but what is the next step to really getting in touch with my angel? This is coming from Gabriela Velez. <sighs> What I'm feeling for you, Gabriella, is that you're you're creating your own wall, and I feel a little bit of fear coming out of you. I think you're. It's not major. It's just a little bit of a block. Like you're almost afraid what's going to happen once you open up to the angels, and I get that because you could open up and they could be like, "Hey, yo, you want to help? Like, <laughs> you want to go off and do this? You want to go do that and the other?" So I think for you specifically to take it sort of to the next level, if you want, is to really look at what you're afraid of, of you know, being in touch with an angel, and try to clear that away first. I think it might even be something as simple as doing some cord cutting, or something, or you know, work with Zadkiel to do violet flame transmutation kind of thing, and then go for it. Get back into that meditation once you do that clearing and ask the angels to come on in and just get in touch with you. That's what I would say to that. <laughs> all right, all right. Someone asked, I can't find it again. I'm sorry, whoever asked this, I would have said your name, but I'm not seeing it. They want to know what the difference is between angels, archangels, spirit guides, ascended masters. We covered ascended masters. Um, and maybe, KG, you can jump in here too. My my uh, understanding of spirit guides, some of them were actually here as humans. They're not exactly ascended masters, but they sort of go through this like training <laughs> to be a spirit guide. So they get sort of assigned to souls, and you agree upon this ahead of time, and they watch over you, which I think there's a misconception, at least my information that I get, is people seem to think that once a grandma, Grandma Rose, passes over to the other side, she's going to be my guardian. I'm not feeling that. I, I think you have to go through special training for that to happen. I think Grandma Rose is hanging around as a fourth dimensional being who just loves you and wants to still be in your energy. But spirit guides, that's something different. You have to kind of earn that before you get in on that. And then from there, we of course, we have our guardian angels. My understanding is that they resonate in fifth dimension. And those are... I think of them, I don't know if this is the right way to explain this. I think of them as like the worker angels. So we have all the archangels and they have their team of other angels, okay, and the other angels kind of come in, so we have the, well, the romance angels, that's getting into a different level of angel, I think, because we have uh, cherubim and seraphim and all that, um, 
but the archangels are higher vibrational. They're seventh dimensional beings. And at least what I'm feeling right now is they, and we didn't cover this, well, we kind of covered this before, but they weren't hanging around so much before. But now we're getting into this breaking point in humanity. So that's why they're all very close. That's why even us 3D people, with just a little bit of rays in our frequency, we can hear these higher dimensional beings. So it's, it's kind of a hierarchy, I guess. Hopefully that answers not, that not question. It is like there's a better, best, or... You know, right. Particular purpose, and there's an organization. I think that's the better way to see it is that it, there's a certain organization, but it's not like anybody ha is more better or anything like that. It's just exactly. It's not how we would think of a hierarchy in the appropriate way. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Like we as humans, we think of a hierarchy as that's my boss, and here are the you know employees or something like that. It's not like that for them on the on the other side. Everybody has their uh, their place, and they're perfect exactly where they are. Okay. So okay. So do you want me to keep going, or if you're into it, if you want to? I feel like we're just, like we're just getting started here. We got all these questions coming. Let me find another one. Oh, there's oh, there's that question. We answered that one. That one. We're doing. We're doing good. There are leaders here too. too. Thank you, Libras. How do we know? We know. Chatter that we hear. These nice times. These romantic minds. Our minds. How we covered that before. Process of ascension, boy. Oh boy. And how to achieve a material world all day. That's a. That's a topic. That's um. I mean, I mean, I know why I started, started my ascension. It was hard. It was hard. I was in the corporate world. I live in New York City, where where value value have Louboutins and a Valentino handbag or whatever craziness. And it's very materialistic here at times. For certain, not everybody. I think when it's time for ascension. It just, it just happens. And I don't and I think the angels, angels specifically, specifically are going to let you alone in your ascension. Your ascension. Just like we were talking about, about uh, at the top, top of this hour, this hour you know, we were we saying were that, that you have these people, these people that sort of find their find way their to way you, and they, they just by their very presence can help you through that process. So there's this whole thing like when you're ready for a certain spiritual teacher, you will find it, right? So just... Don't overthink it, I think is what I'm getting at here. Just be gentle and kind to yourself. Really take care of your physical body and get tuned in through meditation and say, what's next? And follow that guidance, and you will be guided to your teacher, so to speak. I, I don't like using that term teacher. I don't know why, but I think of ourselves as like, or people like that, any spiritual person any human that's trying to give spiritual concepts is a spiritual interpreter. <laughs> you know, we're all bringing our piece of the truth to the table to see what sense we can make of it. So, yeah, just go with it. Don't don't push your ascension too hard because KG, you know this. Will you start having ascension symptoms? You might feel very sick. That's why it's very imperative that you take care of your body. Uh, you're going to find that you need different kinds of foods. Like, you know, you hear about that whole gluten-free thing. Well, for some people who are going through ascension, that's like one of the things that has to go because your body gets very sensitive to chemicals. Sleep patterns are going to be weird. Gosh, headaches, dizziness. I used to, I kid you not, I was having pains in my body, 
and I would go and get ultrasounds and all this stuff. And one time my doctor was sure that my gallbladder was going to have to be removed. She was sure of it. And the test came back. There was not one darn thing wrong with my gallbladder. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with my teeth when my teeth started hurting. I mean, crazy stuff like this. So you're not, you're not going nuts. You're actually feeling the stretch and pull of your energy in your cells. Uh, but the doctors might not be able to find anything. Yes. Yeah. I've been through that for years. Um, you know, <laughs> so, and then I, I've had to totally change my diet. So, yeah. I, I, you know, we're all different, you know, so I think it depends upon a lot of different reasons why that can go on. So, I just have been, I think, to honor your body temple mm -hmm. and to, to really listen when it needs rest and, you know, what it needs, what food it needs and what diet and people you need to be around, you know, and to just to be willing to go with the things that uh, you're getting rather than resist them. Exactly. Don't resist sleep. That's going to be a big one for you. I remember, um, and it's kind of freaky, you'll lose time too potentially. I used to just be sitting there and I'd be awake and then I was asleep and then I would wake back up thinking like two minutes passed and like two hours had passed. And it's bizarre stuff like that. And it's not just one round. <laughs> It keeps coming back because you're going to keep ascending, so you're going to keep adjusting to a new energy and a higher energy. I think. What are you getting as far as time? I know we're kind of in a. We've been in this major crunch period when we're in a huge shift uh, through 2015, but I think we're still going to. I think it's going to be like about 2020 when uh, when Aquarius. We're going to get a lot of planets moving over into. Um, you know, like Pluto is going to move into Aquarius, and I think um, about that time, um, Uranus is going to go into Gemini. We're going to have a lot of the air element really uh, activated. Mm -hmm. So where they'll, where they'll be trying to each other, and so I think then things will be a little bit smoother. You know, that Uranus will be trying to Pluto. Once it gets trying, I think then we'll start. There'll be a little bit of a more smoothness. To all these transition points, you know, I think it won't be as intense as what we've gone through, but I think that, uh, you know, we're all needing to just step up uh, and, and be committed to the process yes. that we're in. Yeah. Well, the feeling I'm getting right now that just came through is that this was the physical test, and what I don't know what they mean by that. So, like, it seems like now it's going in because you're saying air. So, is that mental, like mental testing? And uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. But well, it'll be trying, so it's going to be a lot nice. Yeah, easier. You know. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to squares. Yeah. So yeah, we've had we've had a lot of grand cross energy playing itself out. So there's that grand cross energy. You know the Master Jesus. He, you know, the whole thing of the crucifixion. I mean, it's 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 a it's a symbol that's played out through eons on planet Earth, where it's a crucifixion of the ego, where you transcend the ego, and you set that pattern of transcendence of the ego. Because you know, it's kind of like running the four-minute mile. Once somebody does it, other people can do it. That's right. <laughs> so that's how I liken it, anyway. That's great. That's actually that's wonderful news, and. 
I don't know. I think we're going to be definitely depending on this younger generation coming up to. Absolutely. They're wired totally different. Their nervous system is totally different. They're just wired totally different. So they're going to be, you know, that's why I think we're seeing a lot of young people really getting out there and just, you know, being movers and shakers. And yeah. They don't have, they don't have the inhibitions and the, all that's the. That's right. Well, one of the things that I find amazing is standing up to bullying. I mean, how many years has bullying been going on? And then this generation comes in, they're like, you know what? No. <laughs> Let's start a campaign. We're we want kindness. You're not allowed to tell me I'm not allowed to be who I am. This is not okay. And it's so refreshing. It's I can't wait to see what else they come up with. I'm I thank God for them, each and every one of them. Yes. Any more questions for you? Let's see here. Um how do I know if this is my calling? I'm interested in learning to quiet my mind and open up to messages, but I have a lot of self-doubt with whether I'm even supposed to be doing this. How am I to know for sure? This is Tara Tecchio. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, please forgive me. Um, how do you know what's going on in your world and if it is your calling? You can't help but do it, right? So, and KJ, I wonder how you feel about this too. I, to me, when I got my calling, it was unknowing. It was, I was so full of purpose that I would kind of get out of bed and be like, can't wait. That goes away after a while because like reality sets in and you're like, oh, this is actually work and I actually have to put some energy into this. But it's that, that calling that you get, it's such a profound moment, at least for me it was. I guess every experience is going to be different. But I don't know how else, like there's no question in my mind what my calling is. And if I try to do something else, you know, if I tried to do something else, like let's say I tried to go back to being an assistant or trying to go going after being an editor or something like that, my whole body would reject it. You know that sick feeling? You're just like, no, like that dread, you know, it's not right. You'll feel in your whole body that it's not right. So if you're doing something and there's any, let, drudgery is in my mind a different thing than dread. Drudgery just might means that maybe you're tired <laughs> and you've got to drag yourself into what you're doing. I think that's typical. That's a human thing. But the dread, the dread where it's like no pulsing through your head, that's a sign. And you should probably pay attention to that, I would say. Yeah, I, you know, I think self-doubt is normal. I think that's just something you go through. You have some self-doubt. Uh, that's just a part of growing and learning. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're just deepening in your belief in yourself, and that's a process, you know, where you're just showing up, you know, you do different things with yourself, so you do deepen in your belief and trust in yourself. So that's not really, I don't think that would be an indicator if you're following your life calling, you know, uh, if you have some self-doubt. I think that's just a normal part. But um, I think that when you're, I think, what you said about there's no there should be no sense of dread certainly about getting up and meeting your day um, right and also um, I think that you have a lot more there's a you know a lot of imagination comes to work and you just think of a lot of um, different things that can happen out of what your life calling is whereas if it's you're just showing up and and just putting in your time on something, I mean, that has a whole other 
different feeling to it. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't show up consistently to make progress in whatever right. you're called to do. But um, you know, you don't. You know, you 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 keep going. You want to keep going. You can't not. Maybe what you said to begin with. You can't not do it. Right. You know, it's in you to do, and so you do it. Even though you've got challenges, even though you have to learn new skills, even though you have to put yourself through all kinds of things sometimes, you know, and do yeah. things that are not exactly part of your joy, you know. You have to you have to grow. You have to you're challenged to grow and see things differently and see yourself differently and have a different self concept to really fulfill your life calling. So you know, and so that is gonna bring up self doubt. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful point. Yeah, as long as you're not in that dreadful feeling, you know, sometimes, you know, like I had to go work in the corporate arena to get into, oh boy, I mean, that was an experience in and of itself. I felt like I was getting eaten alive half the time energetically, um, but I had to go through that process and I showed up every day uh, to learn how people function because if I'm going to be a messenger, I have to know who I'm talking to and I have to speak their language. Mm -hmm. So. I now look back being in this place going, okay, I, I understand now why that happened. Thank you so much, you know. So if our viewer is going through something like that too, I, it's a beautiful point that sometimes you have to take steps just so long as you're not hating your life. Because <laughs> when you're hating your life, you're in a low energy kind of thing, you know. Well, what I'm hearing you say is that it's being creative in the way you frame things that are happening in your life. How can this be serving me yeah. in my life calling? How can this be a part of the path? Because you, you don't want to be hating your life. I mean, that's not, right. you know, I think Esther Hicks talks about that, how you want to love where you're at and and see how it's serving in some way so that you're in appreciation and then you can more readily attract a better circumstance for yourself. Exactly. I think that's beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's so well put. Okay. Should I take a, another question? Sure. Okay. Oh, so many questions. Yeah, this is great. Um, if we want to ask, what is it you want me to serve for? Which archangel should we ask this? You want to ask that, I think, of the universe. Okay. How may I serve? You can talk to God. You can talk to God's source creator, and that's another thing the angels want people to be clear on. You can talk directly to God, uh, but if you're having a hard time getting the answer from God, that's where it feeds through the angels. And depending on how open you are, it might be your guardian angel. Your guardian angel might even whisper into the ear of your spirit guide, if that's who you connect with a little bit more, or an ascended master, if that's who you work with, whatever. But you can talk directly to God. So ask God's source creator, whatever you call it, how may I serve? You know, sometimes I do a refresh on that where I feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I'll say, you know, God, how may I serve? What's the next step? Can you please send the angels of love and light to show me what I need to do next and how how I can proceed or something like that? Thank you, I love you, and so it is. Or thank you, love you, amen. So I do incorporate the angels in because I work with them so much. So, But you can do it any way that you want. But just make sure that you're directing your question, I would say, to God. If you're not comfortable with that or you still have some hang up thinking you can't talk directly to God, you can talk to the angels. I mean, they will take your message on up to God. <laughs> it's fine. So just say it, have the intention behind it, and it'll get to where it needs to go. 
What about, um, can you recommend, um, it might be helpful for people maybe to, you know, check out some angel oracle cards. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. be a way for you to, that's a 3D thing. You can actually begin to have a relationship with the angels, you know. Yes, that is an excellent point. Let me look, what do I got here? Well, I have a lot of Doreen Virtue decks. So if people want to start getting to know the angels, like here's the Archangel Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Let me look. Uh, it's by Ask. Feathers was good. That you really like that one. That one has nice. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have particular right. angels on it, but it will help you start tuning into the angels. Exactly, and help you. And this is very gentle, and it has you know feathers, which people have you know. We're very used to this. It feels that, like some of the artwork on some of these other cards might be a little off-putting. To some people, or they might look at it and be like, "Oh, I'm not into fairies," or "Oh, I don't do unicorns," or you know what I mean? Like they might have some preconceived notion about that, and it creates a block, so they don't want to, you know, deal with it. But you know, this is just a little feather. We can handle that, right? Um, what is it? It's Melanie Becker, I think her name is. It's Ask Angels, and she has an Oracle deck right now. I think it's only. Uh, on an app, but I think the physical version of that deck is coming out soon. And she has her cards have a beautiful description on the back of the cards, and an angel, and even a crystal that resonates with the vibration of that angel. So that's another cool one as well. But if you're going to go shop for oracle decks, my big thing, just feel it out. Like mm -hmm. this isn't an angel deck, but the color deck that I use every week. I went into the bookstore and I just was immediately drawn to it. And I pulled it out and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even read what it was. I'm like, cool, I'm taking this with me. So just it's about your vibration and about the energy around something. We talk about that all the time. Just see what you like. You yeah. gotta have fun with it. Yes, it resonates. So, resonates, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Diana Cooper. Yes. I think she's she's also really good with helping you connect with the angels. She's amazing. I absolutely love her. Um, I love her because she also dives into Atlantean ancient wisdom kinds of things. Uh, so she's really amazing. And again, I love how meticulous that she is in her meditations. But she just really gets every part of you relaxed. If you're into sound healing, uh, that would be Stuart Pierce. The Alchemy of Voice, I think, is the name of his book. He also has an oracle deck, which I will pull that out if I need a tune-up. And there's chanting, there are these chants and uh, things that you sort of, these sayings that you do to tune you up and get your energy nice again. But he seems to perceive them as orbs, right? So that's a whole other discussion too, what do the angels look like? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's another good one too if people are more interested in chanting, humming, the power of the voice kind of thing. Well, are you ready to close up, close up shop? Close sure. Up today, I appreciate yeah. your being with us. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Conversations to Enlighten and Heal with my guest, Angel Medium Michelle Patterson. Please subscribe to my KG Styles YouTube channel so you never miss a show. We'll be doing more shows coming up at least once a month. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo to you. 
wishing you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thanks again, Michelle. It's been such Thank a pleasure with us. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.